Um, welcome. This is episode one of Fishing is a Simulation. Yes, it is. So I'm Andrew. This Branson. Is, this is Branson. So uh, what we're going to get into today is the fishing in Upper Tampa Bay. We both live on Upper Tampa Bay in Safety Harbor. Yep. That's where we do a majority of our fishing. Yeah. If you fish Upper Tampa Bay and you're not a captain, you probably understand that those are the hardest to fish redfish, specifically redfish. For sure. Yeah. That I have ever fished. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I grew up fishing in the intercoastal. Yeah. And then the bay was like a treat for me back then. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the redfish, kind of the evolution of the bay as we fished it. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to creep in to the rabbit hole of conspiracies, if you want to call it, conspiracies slash theories about the, and I'm, I might butcher this, so forgive me if I do, Tokabago tribe? tribe. The Tokaboga yeah. tribe. Um, obviously from yeah, so so there's there's some some craziness that have to do with the fish yeah. and the storms yeah. that have to do with the Tokaboga tribe. So we're gonna get into that a little bit too yeah. in the craziness. But we'll start, we'll give each other kind of an introduction, tell you our kind of what we do with fishing, how we mm -hmm. fish, uh, why it's different about our lifestyles. We have different lifestyles. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're about to join the club of yes. children, so yes. you're about to understand that yeah. uh, fishing is more of a privilege than mm -hmm. we've ever thought necessary. Um, you go first. and then Yeah, I'll, I'll for go. sure. Um, so my fishing evolution, I would say, I've, I've been here for a long time. My family's been here forever. I'm a Florida native, so I've been able to kind of do everything when it comes to starting out pond hopping, doing bass, going to piers, and evolving into, I guess you could say, of course, fishing less because family gets in the way, right. life gets in the way, job gets in the way, but really fine-tuning what I've done. And I would say that when I started out fishing, it was more just your basic inshore, us going on the kayak. Right, right. Oh, you yeah, know, the good uh, days. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. meat packing it on the kayak together <laughs> and um, catching trout off of the Dunian Causeway, things yeah. like that. With the carrot stick? With carrot sticks, you know, having just, it was more opportunistic. But having a lot more time, I would say, you know, we would use pretty much anything. It didn't matter, shrimp, pinfish, yeah. paddle tails. It really didn't matter what we caught fish on. We just wanted to catch fish. Right. I mean, that's really like right. what it came down to. And as we've gotten older, and I, I feel this way, it, it's been more of like a, okay, now I want to catch fish like this. Okay, yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm, you know, No, and, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. And when I moved to Safety Harbor, which was shortly after you did, yeah. um, I was still wanting to really just be like, I just want to catch fish. Like, I don't really care. Right. Like, you know, what I catch them on, I'll use live bait, I'll use artificials. It doesn't matter. Um, and then it kind of progressed to, okay, so I've, I've figured out these fish. It's very difficult. Now I want to start catching them on topwater. So, right. you know, that's where the greatest lure known to man comes into play, the yeah, Ozuri pencil. pencil yeah. um, and using that, still having a hard time catching those redfish because they're they're hard to catch. I mean, but would you say like with the pencils, and again, I this is what I've noticed, tell me if you agree, yeah. there's really only one color, which is bone. The fish that you do get, so yeah. it's 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 kind of like musky fishing, like it's a thousand casts mm -hmm, for sure. But the fish that you do get are yeah. all quality fish that are yes, on top water, sure. all like yeah, mid to upper slot fish. Yeah. You're not catching a lot of those mm. small rats. Would you no. agree with that? Yeah, for sure. On top, water. and I mean, yeah. really, if you think about it, the only time that I think I've caught a small redfish was when we were when we wait we were waiting that one time a while back and um we were throwing paddle tails and i caught like some smaller fish yeah but yeah over by the creek there yeah yeah um but like for the most part like all of them are quality fish and like that progressing from like top water to saying now like hey you know i'd love to inshore fish and 
you know, I love to do it, but now I kind of just want to do it on fly. Right. And I think that's where I'm at right now is targeting these fish at very, I would say particular times because one, we're, we're working, we have a family or I'm almost in life where I have a family and saying, I have this window of, you know, two hours yeah. where I can get out. So I'm really going to be like, all right, this is the tide I want to do. This is when yep. I want to go out and I'm going to target these fish on fly. And I would say that I'm starting to catch more fish, which typically I would say is the opposite because fly is harder. You know, I, I think it is harder to catch fish in certain instances. You so know, the only thing I would say, not as a disagreement, mm -hmm. but to kind of to the opposite of that point, what I noticed in the bay versus, um, and I guess I'll then I'll just get into my introduction then. So I grew up fishing the intercoastal. Yeah. Um, so really, my two zones were like honeymoon, yeah. Caladesi, yeah. and yeah. fishing either the beaches or the causeway mm -hmm. or that surrounding area when I was a kid. Yeah. And then once we got access to a boat, when yeah. my dad got a boat, then we were still hovering in that area mm -hmm. of Dunedin, yeah. where you know where I grew up, and, yeah. and but fishing the spoil islands, mm -hmm. fishing the no motor zones, yeah. but kind of. It's the same water. It's just yeah. different little spots. But standard then, old man fishing. Yeah, yeah, basically, it was it was gulp and it yeah. was cut bait yeah. and and it's productive. Oh, very productive yeah. and a blast for kids. So mm -hmm. when I like, so like I have three kids. So when I take yeah. my kids out, I'm cut bait fishing because mm -hmm. if they're on the boat with me, it's about catching fish. Yeah, pretty much as quickly and as long as possible because if we're going to be out for three hours, I know only like mm -hmm. thirty minutes of it's going to be to fishing. Yeah. And yeah. then the rest of the time is going to be entertaining, making yeah. sure they don't fall off yeah. and all of the, you know, mm -hmm. other things that go with it. There is no like sight fishing with, yeah. with three kids on a boat. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like yeah. that. At least, At least not, not, not yet. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of what I grew up doing. And then as I progressed in, I guess you could say once I got into like sight fishing and I kind of understood how a redfish works, yeah. uh, redfish has like always been like the attraction for me for some mm -hmm. reason. Like I've caught big snook. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Yep. I love it. But like some guys, like their life is about catching a giant snook or about yep. catching a giant tarpon or about yep. like I've caught decent sized tarpon. Mm -hmm. I've caught really small tarpon on yep. fly in like ponds and yep. like hopping all over Ozona and Palm Harbor and those areas that, yep. you know, everybody knows like as a in high school, like those are the spots to go mm -hmm. catch a little tarpon at. So I've done all that. It's, it's a blast. Like I love all kinds of fishing. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but once I got into sight fishing, and then really, like, the guy that introduced me to fly fishing, my younger brother, Adam, started out, like, you remember Kevin Brandt, the mm -hmm. dude down there yeah. on, yeah. on uh, yeah. I think he's in Palm Harbor down yeah, there, downtown shirts. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he had, like, the, the knockoff Guy Harvey, but it, yeah. the artwork was better yeah. type of a guy. So Adam got, like, a fly set up from this dude when he was in, like, middle school. I remember that, yeah. So... Like secretly, Adam was kind of like the trendsetter because fly fishing was not cool. Like mm -hmm. fly fishing is cool now. Yes, like that's the is. community. Yeah. It's very like yeah. Skinny Water made a big mm -hmm. impact into that, and like a bunch of these other companies have yeah. kind of followed suit. So like fly fishing is like the cool thing to do yeah. now. So Adam kind of got into that and then started t tying flies and fishing. I think he had like a Ross, like an old Ross reel, like a gold. I I don't know what it was, yeah. but and like a cheap rod, but like it wasn't an expensive setup. Yeah. So then. Fast forward to like high school, Alex, my older brother, gets into it, and then he becomes like kind of the nerd with it. Mm -hmm. And then when he moved to South Florida, the fishing totally changed because now it's like nothing by boat. Mm -hmm. um, it's not really sight fishing. It's fishing canals and lakes for saltwater fish, which yeah. saltwater and freshwater. So you got a peacock bass and a snook or a tarpon mm -hmm. sitting right next to each other. So 
once Alex started fly fishing, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, then I got into it. Yeah. So I went down and I saw, and I, I don't know who he is, but this was 15 years ago probably. Um, guy with long hair, Bill Jackson's. He was on Geofish, I think. The oh, uh, Cody or something? No, Brian Jill was on yeah, Geofish. Yeah. yeah but so, Cody was the other guy that was always okay, there. Okay, so I, 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 I yeah. couldn't remember if he was. But yep. like Geofish was like, man, whatever these guys are doing, yep. like this is the coolest yep. thing ever. Oh, and they're doing it like on yep. fly. It's so, like the coolest video ever. So yep. I bought like a Lamson Lightspeed and like a TFO Mangrove, mm-hmm. not the Mangrove Coast, like the original Mangrove. Yep. And it was like sweet. And then that like progressed into my introduction into Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. the upper part of the bay. So I had a buddy that lived on Upper Tampa Bay by the airport, yep. and you could see this flat washes out from Allen's Creek. So I'd wade behind his house, and like the first time I went with yeah. fly, like I had bought like the ugliest giant like crabs, like just whatever I picked out. Like I knew nothing about flies. Mm-hmm. I just picked stuff out at Bill Jackson's yeah. and and went out. Yeah. And like short sleeve shirt, like stripping sleeves and like whatever line and leader, like it, it was all mismatched and it was probably ridiculous. But yeah. like I caught four redfish the yeah. first time I ever went fly fishing yeah. at that spot. Yeah. So I had dabbled around and like I knew how to cast and everything. Mm-hmm. But like I, I used, I remember I used Royal Wolf Triangle Taper, like saltwater line. Sick. And I thought it was the best thing ever because yeah. it was like this yeah. crystal blue color. It was yeah. sweet. But I caught four redfish that day blind casting. Yeah. Okay. And like one time, like I had a, like I had some kind of a tangle in my reel mm-hmm. and my line was out as I'm getting it out. And yeah. I, when I reeled it in, like I had, I had a redfish and nothing was big, but mm-hmm. like that was my aha moment of yeah. Tampa Bay is what fishing is supposed to be. This was sure. in my head yeah. of the fish do what they're designed to do. Like, yeah. like I grew up fishing the bridges at the causeway, mm-hmm. like a lot. So guys would catch like the most random stuff out there and like every once in a while some guy would catch a redfish on like a squid rig and like a triangle weight and i was like this is just like this isn't how i picture redfish to be like they're not they're not supposed to be hanging out Mm -hmm. in bridges and again this is my teenage mind so then i get into the bay and i'm like wow so like the guys that i'm watching on tv growing up ca and ray van horn and and uh the shallow water shows every once in a while mark sosen was kind of the offshore guy but like rick murphy and all those guys that were blair wiggins the the mogan man man. so as soon as the mogan man would come out um ripping darts yeah yeah yeah. um uh made me lose my train of thought (laughs) thinking about blair wiggins but that was like now i get to fish like these guys do because they go out and they're like i'm gonna target redfish today like i never targeted anything Mm -hmm. but but it mixed through and then that so take fly fishing and then put it in Tampa Bay and change my scenery. The bay came like the holy the holy grail of fishing mm-hmm. to me. It's like it's this mystical place yeah. that's ready to be explored. And then at that point, me and my brother, my older brother, got a John boat, and we, we you you've yeah. been on that John you were on that John boat many times. We took it out in the still mostly in the intercoastal, but like a couple times a year, we were like I remember we were like afraid to go in the bay because. Everybody said the water's like tough to navigate yeah. out there. Like yeah. there's like out here you can you can pretty much see whatever you're gonna hit. Like yeah, unless you go part. north, like north of Anclote and mm-hmm. stuff, like into Pasco, there's a lot of rocks and stuff. But for the intercoastal for the most part, there's like nothing really that hidden like that yeah. you're gonna hit. You can pretty much run anywhere yeah. uh, in just about any boat. Mm-hmm. So the bay was always like this mystical place, and we yeah. finally like would go out and fish here and we'd have like some banger days. Yeah. And then we'd have days where we didn't catch anything, but we would yeah. see like a hundred fish yeah. plus, like on the shoreline in this like aluminum boat like Mm -hmm. that was the bay i thought i was moving to when i moved yes and i would definitely say so i moved to safety harbor in 2019 and started fishing that flat there by the house um 
the Philippi, I, I mean the Philippi flat, if you want to call it that, yep. but it's basically between Philippi Park and the spa. Yep. And it's super high pressured. Yes. Super high pressured. Sure. Yeah. So I would yeah. say kind of to transition now into your thoughts on, okay, so we fish that flat. Yeah. The most of any other spot in the bay, I would say, because. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're there just about every week. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're there a lot. Um, and, and I think it's interesting and this kind of transitions into that, where you're saying about the redfish and just the fish in general, you know, in the intercoastal, but mainly the redfish, it's almost as if the redfish in the bay are a whole nother species. Mm. Um, they, to me, they act like a bonefish. They're always moving. They're never stopping. And I think it has a lot to do with what it's like there um, is there's not a lot of grass. There's not a lot of things for them to tail on. We see some fish tailing every once in a while, you know, um, I would say. But I, I think that it has the fact it has a lot to do with the fact of their location and what they do. Um, and I think that's what makes them harder to harder to fish. So and catch. So, so rewind real quick to your comment about tailing. Yeah. So. So like in high school, mm -hmm. when. I would go red fishing with my dad and brothers, and you did this plenty of times too with the neighbor that lived across the street from my parents. We yeah. would go out to Caladesi yeah. and basically fish. I, I like to think of it, it was pretty much the same school for like 10 years of yeah. fish. And it was yeah. sometimes it was 50 fish, sometimes it was mm -hmm. 300 fish, yeah. and they were all like giants. Yes. And they all tailed exactly. in a school. In a giant school. I have yeah. not seen that. One time since no. I fished the bay. I've, I've heard from other people that they do it, but I've never seen it. Now, I've seen a few redfish, you know, tail. I've seen a lot of fish slide in mud. Yeah. Where they're okay. literally on the like belly, belly crawl. Yeah. Belly yeah. crawling. And those fish are sick. Yeah. And you think when you see those fish, you're like, well, this is set up. This is done. Like, I'm catching this fish. And then you pick up your line and they spook. Yeah. And it's like, what did I just do? Like, I didn't do anything. Or you think, this is the perfect fly. I have the perfect. I have the perfect pattern. This is exactly what I need to throw, and they just completely like disappear. Yeah. Like they just go. I just don't understand it. Like why? Why are these fish so hard compared to what we were used to? Yeah, up, and I know? mean it was like, like I hate to use the term like redfish are kind of dumb. The redfish I grew up catching were kind of dumb yeah. because you could catch them at any given time. And yeah. when they're schooled up, maybe maybe it's a different, maybe it's like a different thought. And again, I'm not like a, a biologist or anything that I can tell you the, the facts behind this. But mm -hmm. it seems to me that when redfish are schooled up, mm -hmm. they are far, far, far less spooky and far easier sure. to catch. Yeah. Yeah. It, will the school spook? Well, yeah, it'll spook. But like. If you make a whole bunch of noise. But or... again, and you remember this. Fishing those those that big school of fish behind mm -hmm. Caladesi, everyone would throw in and you would double or triple up pretty much every yeah. time. Yeah. Then the school would disappear. You'd yeah. land those fish and then you'd sit there for 15 minutes and then all you had to do was wait. And, and then the school would up. pop up. Yeah. They'd pop back up 50 yards or 100 yeah. yards away and then you'd go yeah. find them again and you could do that all night long. Yeah. And we had 10, 15 fish nights in like an hour and a half, two hours yeah. because again, you'd just fish until yeah. you couldn't see anymore. It, it's just weird because like in those situations, you the example of what those fish are doing or what those fish are acting like you should be catching them right and then over here in the intercoastal you, you do they do you it, see yeah. it and they yeah. they react the correct way in the bay they don't yeah when you see a fish tailing or you see a fish along a mangrove line and you're like well this fish is definitely oh 100 percent. and yeah. he doesn't you're like well why did that happen yeah. you know why did this fish act differently and 
it, it is almost as if they're a different species to me. They are, like, without a doubt, the spookiest of any fish mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. They're the spookiest. Yeah. yeah, and I know we're talking about redfish, but the snook, the snook aren't like that. The snook pretty much react the way that you want to react. The small snook do, I yes. think. Now, granted, you've had a lot better success with the, bigger ones. with the bigger snook yeah. than I have, but, like, whereas... See, you, you've got the paddleboard. So, like, if, if mm-hmm. I'm waiting and we meet each other out there, like, you're usually on the board. Yeah. So you can get a little bit further than, A, I'm willing to walk, mm-hmm. and B, I have the time to do, frankly. Yeah. But you can commit a little bit more time at this point in your life to doing that. Yeah. Whereas if I'm going to do that, usually I'll do it from the boat. Mm-hmm. And um, I've just pretty recently learned that trolling motors are probably the best worst thing for fishing yes at least in the water that we do it in because again our happy place is six inches to a foot of water where we can see everything yeah and nobody wants to pull i mean let's be if you use and well and yes but it's fun to be pulled yes but to actually get back there it's it's not yeah it's not fun no but if you this is a very blanketed statement but i believe it to be true if you use a trolling motor in upper tampa bay Mm -hmm. And you're not bait fishing. If you're fly fishing or if you're, and again, fly fishermen are going to laugh at me because you don't use a trolling motor anyway. You guys are freaks. Um, You will not catch a fish up there. It's impossible. I agree. Now, again, you can can pull up to a little creek washing out and and chum it with bait, and the bait guys can do just fine. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. That's shooting fish in a barrel. But, like, if you're talking about what we are, I don't know if passion is a strong term, but, like, passionate about the way that we fish up Mm -hmm. there you're not going to be able to use a trolling motor and catch them. For sure. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And I think that it has a lot to do with, you know, maybe it has something to do with, like, the murkiness of the water. The water's super murky up there normally. There's a few spots, I mean, a a few spots where the water gets clear, you know. But for the most part, that water is murkier, and maybe those fish have changed, and they have a more pronounced lateral line so they can feel things, you know. So, I mean, I I don't know, you know, but I, I think that, I just recently, I would say, started to catch the redfish on fly. Yeah, it took... And it's not, it's not, you know, it's only one or two maybe, you know, it's not a whole bunch. So it's funny you say that, that you just recently did. I was in the same boat. So when I first moved, no pun intended, when I first moved there, I probably fished for a solid year Mm -hmm. before I caught the first redfish. I caught plenty of snook. I got like a 35 out there on a top water in a rainstorm that was freaking awesome. That was a tank. That was a big big fish, and it was on top water, big girl. So I had caught plenty of snook. I feel like I had figured them out Mm -hmm. fishing in in Mullet Creek. So again, I could catch them on top water at any given time, or if I wasn't catching them on top water, I knew I could pretty much tie like an NLB in Mm -hmm. or some kind of paddle tail, uh, like a bone or a glow on, and probably catch two or three, you know, 20-inch fish. Nothing yeah. big, yeah. but there was plenty of big fish in there. Mm-hmm. The snook were the easy part because they act like pretty much every they act other like snook, snook, right? Yeah. A snook is a snook for the most part, yeah. But once you get, and again, I, I would say, I fished Anclote last week, and I would say the snook that we saw out there were just as spooky as the redfish that we saw out there, and we didn't catch anything that day. The yeah. only follow that we even got was a big snook, and that was on fly. Yeah. You said something earlier, though, about the fly fishing being harder. I think the conclu- one of the conclusions, or really the big conclusion I've come to, is as nice as it is for me to go out and power fish, because mm-hmm. I wade most of the time, yeah. it's nice to go out and chuck a pencil, because I can mm-hmm. throw it three miles, yeah. I can yeah. cover a ton of water, but I think the subtle presentation of a fly mm-hmm. gets eaten twice as much as any other yeah. soft plastic yeah. 
artificial For that sure. a spinning guy or a baitcaster guy is going to throw. Yeah, I agree. That's my opinion no. because you've shown that the success on that, you've, you you had that day where you caught those two big overslot reds mm-hmm. on fly. Yeah. It's like if I would have been on a paddleboard next to you pitching a soft plastic, like would I have caught those fish? Probably yeah. not. But you were throwing a small fly, mm-hmm. something that's very unassuming yeah. that probably just caught their eye in the bottom but didn't spook them because mm-hmm. they didn't really know it was there until the last minute, yep. and then out of reaction they bit it. Yes. They weren't searching for that. Yep. Whereas if they hear something coming from a while away or a good ways away, so like a soft plastic mm-hmm. making a tail beat or a topwater, like they hear it far before they see it, so they're already on guard. Mm. Does that make sense? So yeah. I think the presentation of really any fly, specifically yeah. a crustacean fly, yeah. like you've been catching them on, it's so less intimidating mm-hmm. that you can trick a big fish a lot easier on yeah. fly my opinion, yeah. in the bay than you can yeah. Yeah. on spinning gear. For sure. And, and I think going back to the, the the pattern is very important because I've been paying attention to and listening to one captains that yeah. we know that are using certain things right. or seeing what they're they're eating. Yeah, the um, guys are truly out there every yeah, day. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, if, if they give you a, a hint or you, you see like, a certain crab that's on the ground. Yeah. Look at that and be like, "There's, there might be a good chance that that redfish oh, yeah. is going to be eating that. And that's helped me a lot too, is like kind of getting smart with it and saying, well, I know I was catching them on this in the intercoastal, but let's not do that anymore. Let's completely yeah. change oh, yeah. it up. It's completely and, different. And try something different using something maybe even smaller than what you're used to using. Um, or maybe a little bit bigger than what you're used to using, depending on what the bait is like. Um, you know, I, I think that, that that helped me a lot for sure. And being quiet too. So. One one thing uh, that like completely blows me away about the bay compared to the intercoastal, and this is like the, the like magical part about mm-hmm. the bay for me is like I can fish Safety Harbor Oldsmar and say like stop it like Mobley yeah. right and that's like one fishery yeah I can go over to Rocky Point mm-hmm. and that's a completely different fishery for sure yeah Weed Island then yeah. you go down to Weed Island yeah. and now you introduce pinfish in yeah so that's like for those of you that may not know like there's no pinfish in Upper Tampa Bay and supposedly. if you ca- supposedly supposedly yeah but I can tell you from experience, I've never seen one. I've never yeah. caught one. I've sat out there and tried to chum for bait many times without pinfish showing up. Yeah. You go down to this, like the southern part of Weed Island, like Feather Sound area, pinfish everywhere. Yeah. It's like fishing out here again yeah. to me in the intercoastal. Yeah. That's what it reminds me yeah. of. Complete, there's like, that's really the furthest south I've gone in a boat in the mm-hmm. bay. And yeah. I, I would say the upper part of Tampa Bay yeah. is really down to that southern end mm-hmm. of Weedon Island. Like, I fish the Big Island Gap and mm-hmm. the airport and things like that, but, yeah. like, there's, like, it's like all of a sudden you get on the other side of the Howard Franklin and pinfish pop up, the fishery changes again. Yeah. So, like, Upper Tampa Bay is really, like, several different fisheries that, like, it's like states. Like, mm-hmm. you've got Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, yeah. and, like, Alabama. Yeah, it's totally different. And stuff. It's completely different, yeah. and I love that part of it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like that that bridge is like almost like a barrier for like a lot of different things. It's you know? crazy. Um, I mean, even like when we've had like the hurricanes or like supposed hurricanes come up there, um, you know, like things get saved because of that bridge, you know, and the waters maybe go up as high or something like that. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that upper, upper Tampa Bay is a totally different ball game. It's, it's so, so it's crazy. Yeah. So in your experience, or really, do you have experience mm-hmm. fishing like down towards the Skyway, that part of Tampa Bay? Because again, completely different fishery. Yeah, I mean, I fished the Skyway. I've yeah. never been really in the inside. I've been like a few times, and 
it was only like literally like bait fishing pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Once um, when I fished the actual Skyway and I caught like one of the biggest hook of my life underneath the bridge, it was like eight, the main bridge or yes, like the fishing yeah, bridge? a giant, like on the dolphin circle jerk things. I don't know what they're called. Um, but <laughs> the dolphin what? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but um, those things, I caught it on that. We were catching like snapper. And I still stuff. don't even know what you're talking about. No, the like, dolphin, what? Yeah, there's like the the round things underneath the skyway. Like they're like the do- the dolphin circle things. I don't know what they're it's supposed to be. Something I with dolphins. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Dolphins. Man. Um, yeah, we could we Freak could deal dolphins. with little, yeah, we um, could deal with less dolphins but around here. I fished FWC, there. FWC, if you're listening, maybe we should open up like a limited dolphin season with bows. That'd be but fun, anyway. like harpooning them. But anyway, yeah. I don't um, condone any of this behavior. I'm yes. just saying. Yeah, a few less dolphins wouldn't be the worst thing in the world it's true um and then i've fished on the like kind of far in the inside um tech and it was like bait fishing and snook fishing and stuff like that but not much yeah so same i'm like i've i bait fished there yeah um with a captain like years ago i've done like a couple of trips out there my biggest snook that i will never truly know if it was the biggest thing biggest snook ever like Every, everyone in my family, men-wise, meaning my brothers and my dad, we all have a fish over 40, including mm-hmm. me, or right at 40. Yeah. And I've seen a 42. Yeah. My older brother has a 42. Yeah. So I know what a big snook is. Mm-hmm. I hooked a snook when I was like 15 down there, middle of winter, super cold, bait fishing. It was windy. Mm-hmm. We're fishing like this half-sunk, like, spoil island, basically. York. And uh, bait fishing, guy was chumming, and... My Cajun Thunder goes down, and, like, I just, like, lay in. Yeah, Cajun Thunder, there you go. Sick. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was 15. I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah, and this is when the CI4 the CI four just came out. Oh, so man. this guy had a couple of CI4s, yeah. and I was yeah. using one. That's a high roller. But it was missing a handle. So, oh. you know, it had just basically, like, this flat stick that he had, like, jerry-rigged on That's there. good. So, yeah. anyway. Um, hooked this giant snook. You can hate me in the comments if you want. Like I said, at that point, I knew what a 42-inch snook looked mm-hmm. like. This was every bit of 45 plus. Yeah. We got it up to the side of the boat. Yeah. The guy had commented about how big of a snook this is and that Mm -hmm. this this is probably the biggest snook he's ever seen. Yeah. My dad said the same thing. Yeah. And when he goes down to net it, because again, Mm -hmm. that's a fish that if you grab it by the jaw and lift it up, you're going to kill it. Yeah. You are going to kill it. Yeah. So he goes down with the net, hook straightens, the fish comes off at the boat. We all got a good look at it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, well, I think we've all had a fish like that before, especially, and I feel like it's always a snook, you know? I guess my whole point, yes, my point is, like, the bay is a magical place. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. I, for fishing. Yes. Do you think, to my next point, yes. not not to go down the rabbit hole okay. yet, that's okay. next, I yeah. think. Do you think in the time, like... Did you fish it much growing up, or has it been, just been more since you've lived down there? No, literally, I would say all of my Tampa Bay fishing has been since I moved to Safety Harbor. Okay. I've done a few things, and I've done right. some adventuring and things like that. Um, adventuring? Yes, adventuring. Yeah, when you know mean? we were young, dumb, and just had more time yeah. on our hands. Doing than we stuff to with do dolphins it. under the sky. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. Yeah. 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 Um, but no. So well, I guess you could say that our our Tampa Bay fishing we've done majority of it is at the outflow, is at the tarpon outflow, yeah, because if that is the wanna, bay. Yeah, if you want to consider it, is. it that. That's yes, the it, most it northern part of the bay. But that's yes, but 
that's a whole nother animal because now you're dealing with, you remember is. that night we, we were night fishing and you caught like a six pound bass. Yeah. This is on the saltwater side, by yeah. the way. On a first light. Yes. Yeah. A first light jig. Giant. A, you caught like a 30 inch snook. So yeah. respectable fish, yeah. like a six pound bass. Yeah. Really big bass. Yeah. And then what you you snagged a mullet no, like a I, giant I mullet. Caught a mullet. It ate it. Remember it? It, it did. It ate I that couldn't jig. remember. If, but yeah. it was like three consecutive casts. Yeah. You caught it in like three consecutive yeah. casts on the saltwater side. Yeah. That's a completely different fishery. I, it like is. you have to lump that. It so is. again, that was one For thing sure. I missed earlier. Yeah. Is like you also have this freak of nature with yeah. like giant alligators. Biggest yeah. alligator I've ever seen has been yeah. there on the saltwater side. You too. Yeah. Bull sharks like yeah. crazy. Two hundred pound tarpon rolling year round up there by the dam. So like that's like the Amazon jungle. For sure. Yeah. But I mean, no, the most of my excuse me, I'm getting getting excited. Um, most of my Tampa Bay fishing has been since what, 2020 I moved. Um, so, I mean, it's only been three years that I've got to really get to know that area. Right. I guess. But like, do, do you, do you think you had enough experience with it before to make a judgment based on, do you think it's better now? Or do you think it was better when you were younger, let's say like high school slash college age i will say college age because yeah. neither of neither i mean of us are college people personally i have a hot take on whether fishing has been better or worse okay. i think it's always been good i think okay. people just like to complain about things I, I agree with that and there's more people you know to complain about it um yeah. so uh, i i think personally i think the bay has always been good Um, I don't think it might've been maybe a little bit better because there was less people, but I think there's still a heck of a lot of fish. And I don't think that a lot of the things that have happened the past couple of years have affected the upper bay. Well, okay. So the only thing I would push back on a little bit is like, I think the things that you're talking about, they'll remain nameless, but let's say just, Mm. let's just call them, um, Riny Roint, yeah, yeah, they, it Rainy, might, yeah, it yeah. may rhyme with that, and yeah. then, and then there was another one that I would maybe throw into that loop, what, which was the Feather Sound Golf Course. They completely redid, yeah, and they redid all of the grass out there, which means they yeah. put down a new fertilizer, and mm-hmm. that fertilizer only has one place to really go, so mm-hmm. it washes out into the bay. Yeah, so does that cause the algae blooms that cause the three million plus snook kills and mm-hmm. redfish kills that? tell everybody therefore they should stop keeping fish and if they keep a fish they're a bad person and they're gonna die and, yeah. and uh have to pay for that type of a thing like no captains yeah. i don't think that yeah. keeping a fish here yeah. and there and again not to get political with it i do think fwc does a good job with seasons keeping it closed because remember two years ago it was two fish per person meaning mm-hmm. redfish yeah that you could harvest or six per boat yeah now it's two per boat yeah or one per person yeah right am i 100 percent right on that i think so i think I it's mean, i think it's a minimum it yeah. doesn't matter if there's 10 people on the boat yeah you can only keep two fish for the i'm not boat, or one per person i would say we're on a different side i would be fine if they completely closed everything forever you well, know uh, and i know you like to keep fish not saying uh, i don't but, like to keep fish but, but here's the thing like every once in a while yeah. i have not kept a fish in probably two years yeah. i've never kept a fish out of the bay yeah me either yeah. now not because i'm against it yeah but because i just haven't caught a redfish in the bay that was mm. slot and yeah. i was where i was in a place like i'm not going to keep one when i wait yeah. like if i'm out on the boat yeah. and i have a cooler with ice in it mm. like then maybe that's a question because my family likes redfish yeah. and i like redfish i will keep them if i fish out in the intercoastal mm-hmm. But I certainly don't keep like redfish for me is like a once a year thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've never kept a snook. That I have a yeah. hard time doing. And some guys are the complete opposite. They'll keep a snook and not mm-hmm. keep a redfish. Yeah, so, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I just see that as an interesting thing. But like, yeah. I've just never been able to bring myself to eat a snook. I don't view redfish that same way. Mm-hmm. Though I think I have more respect for redfish than I do snook fishing-wise, meaning yeah. after for the sport of it. Yeah. But I, like, I think that back to like the disasters, if you want to call them disasters that happened in the Bay, like I do think a lot of that stuff did affect the water quality. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. When I first moved to Safety Harbor, the Philippi Flat was covered in grass, yeah. turtle grass. Yeah. There's no turtle grass out there anymore. That's true. That's only yeah. been four years. Yeah. So there's no more turtle grass out there. There yeah. is grass. Most of it's disconnected. Most of it's like, I, I don't think it's sargasm, but mm-hmm. it's that floating grass that yeah. kind of just moves in and out with tides yeah. and wind and, and stuff like that. But the grass is starting to come back, but I've noticed... The amount of algal, algal, algal blooms, whatever Whoa. you want to call it, yeah. and the actual, just really looking at it in layman's terms, like, again, I'm not a scientist, just looking at the grass, it's like looking at your yard. If you're in the summer, if you don't have sprinklers and you don't, there's no rain, your grass is going to die. Yeah. Why? Because it's not getting the nutrients that it needs or yeah. something's killing the nutrients, aka yeah. the, the sun and no water. I think it's similar the negative effects of, you know, the, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, the disasters that happened up there. I do think that has something to, to play with it. However, on your note, where it's now been turned into a political, they're out to get us mm-hmm. mentality, yeah. I don't know if I play necessarily into that. But I do get the side of the guys that say that, that make their living out there. I do, I do understand that. Yeah. But to chastise somebody for keeping a fish out there because that's your livelihood is like saying... Yeah, I mean... You can't drive your car if I'm going to be on the road because of risk of killing me. Yes, yeah. It's stupid, yeah. It's just a little too over the top. But if we go down that path, everybody's going to hate us and never come in here again. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But um, that... Okay, so like, let's... let's, Do you have anything else in that or can we pivot to something crazy? No, I think think we're ready to to get weird if you you could. So so we're going to get weird. Let me preface this by saying... Um, I don't think I truly have an opinion on this stuff, but I do think it's very, we have a lot of thoughts, but it's very entertaining. And I like to, I like to think that this stuff is hilarious to talk about Sure, yeah. to me. And it's purely entertaining. Yeah. That being said, there's a dude in safety Harbor. We know who we're talking about, but he will remain nameless. Who told me the top. Tokoboga tribe. Tokoboga tribe. Yes. Yeah. Cast this blessing yeah. slash curse yeah. slash whatever you want to yeah. call it protection thing on the bay, specifically the upper part of the mm-hmm. bay, protecting the redfish. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And protecting the peninsula from the storms. That I've heard. So like yeah. the crazy like middle aged yeah. single women yeah. that are like into the weird mysticism yeah. and stuff are like, oh, they yeah. that's why we never get hit by a hurricane. It's yeah. like, okay, we got smoked in 1992 by Hurricane Andrew. and Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah, yeah I wasn't alive yeah. then, technically, so yeah. I don't know if we actually got yeah. smoked or not yeah. by Hurricane Andrew. But I know this, in my lifetime, I mean, I've been through dozens of storms yeah. or, or per se, and I've had many hurricanes that aren't as bad as some of the yeah. thunderstorms that we've had. Yeah. But for whatever reason... We never really get direct hit. And remember, two years ago, yeah. we were supposed to get smoked. Yes. So if you remember, Hurricane Ian last 
hurricane season yeah. was supposed to hit us. Every yes. single plot was yeah. like it was literally going to come yeah. in uh, through Egmont, like Egmont yes. and and yeah. Fort DeSoto, like yeah. down there. It was going to come in and literally yeah. rip. The Safety Harbor country. was going to be gone. Like, everything, really like Tampa, was going to be yes. gone. St. Yeah. Pete was going to be gone. Yeah. Like everything was going yeah. to be gone because those things are freaking huge. Like yeah. that storm stretched from the keys to the panhandle like yeah. it was a couple several that's several hundred miles wide the entire storm just yeah. the eye alone is what uh, 200 miles wide or whatever it was crazy so yeah. like we were supposed to literally disappear yeah what happened the night before it was going to crush us it turned it south turned. and it crushed yeah it cape turned. coral and yeah it turned yes so yeah you you, you look like you have i do yeah okay. so who is the tokaboga oh, okay. let's let's yeah. get into this yeah. real quick yeah. so it was a indian tribe that was in safety harbor Yep. From 900 to 1500, when the, until the Spaniards yeah. gave them the smallpox blankets. So basically, like supposedly, yeah. So basically, they, they got went, rid of them. They went extinct. Yes. In like 1700, almost like yes. on the number, at yes. least from what I yes. what I read about. Yeah. But that was like the main time when they were like super there. But majority of them were in Safety Harbor. And what did they do in Safety Harbor? They built mounds. Well, okay, but but that's not so. Yes, you're right. Yes, their capital city was Philippi Park. What yes. is now Philippi Park? Yes. That was yeah. considered their capital. So yes. their their Tallahassee yeah. per se, or their Tampa, yeah. was that. However, they were all over Pinellas County. They were. Yeah, they were into Polk County yeah. in the later area. So they they like interbred with Creek Indians. The the Creek or the Cree. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. And again, I'm butchering it. Let me yeah. know. I don't really care. It is what it is, but you get the gist of it. So they were like intermarrying yeah. and having children with a different tribe as they were starting to mm -hmm. shrink after the, the Spanish and the Europeans yes. basically came yeah. over. So again, this is like in the single digit years or the three digit years into like basically they live for what? About 900 years is what I think yeah, or something like, something that, like yeah. that. So they found mounds, these shell mounds. And, and what I read about the shell mounds is I've heard that they're like – sacred places but i've also heard that they're just trash dumps for these people so basically that they would build the, they would build their houses in like a circle yes yes and they would put they yeah. would eat mostly th their their diet mainly consisted of they were hunter gatherers yeah seafood yeah. deer and fish and 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 ma manatees, manatees. <laughs> yes manatees, they, they yeah. man so what i read is that they had they found these shell mounds in tierra verde mm-hmm um, all the way down in what's the most southern part of St. Pete down there? Just uh, is that St. Pete Beach or like? Yeah, it's like there's the, shell. There's that like Shell down, Island. Yeah, Shell Island. Is, so yeah, basically, yeah. like, yeah. Um, um, right, Egg Egmont would yep. really be it. Egmont and like Fort yep. DeSoto. They found these shell mounds there. Mm -hmm. They found these shell mounds in Whedon Island. Yep. In 1898, this is interesting. I read this this morning. Whedon Island was given as a wedding present to some guy. Hmm that basically built a house mm. there, but he was going back and forth from the mainland because there's no way there was no way to get to it. Yeah. So at least then now they got I think I think there's a bridge you can get into it. It's like mm. a state park. I've only been to it by boat, so I haven't been to it. I think you can drive there and get there by car. Yeah. But the interesting thing to me is when we put the paddle boards in the water, mm -hmm. I don't want to paddle like I would love to fish that bank over by that power plant in Oldsmar there yeah I don't want to paddle there that's no. really far yeah these people made canoes yeah. these toboga toboga back in I can never say wait, it wait, there. yeah toboga. Wait, wait. yeah so they made they they made these dugout canoes like they burned them you yeah. know they burned the holes into them yeah. they paddled from God knows where yeah safety harbor St Pete and they they found and basically like lived on Weedon Island mm -hmm. because these shell mounds supposedly 
again, it depends on which historian um, wrote the article. It was either their trash dump from the houses because they would eat oysters and snails and crabs and whatever else, and they would mm-hmm. just toss all the shells in the middle yeah. and, and their trash, and the only thing that's left is the shells, mm-hmm. or it was some sacred thing. But yeah. basically anywhere they find these, yeah. so, so they weren't just in Safety Harbor. Mm-hmm. This was like their capital, and then it's like everything else from there. See, it was just the Pinellas Peninsula, but not yeah. even back then it wasn't, the, it wasn't yeah. the Pinellas Peninsula until the guy named Pinella or whatever yeah. Like came here and like settled yeah. it, but that was that was that hasn't even been that long ago. That was yeah. only like late 1800s. That mm-hmm. wasn't even so. Basically, it was only Native Americans here yeah. in Pinellas yeah. until almost 1900. Yeah. But what if? Hear me out for a All little right, bit. Yeah. So we know that the, the Tokoboga tribe created these mounds to keep us safe from hurricanes. Supposedly, or at least that's what they're saying. Supposedly, what if they put a spell on the upper Tampa Bay? to make it hard to catch fish so the Spaniards would die. And that's the reason why, that's the reason why it is hard to catch fish up there right. because there's a curse on the fish to make it difficult. And that's why the pinfish don't, aren't there. They're only south. That I didn't think about it. But, okay, but but my only thing with that is, like, there's pinfish at Wheaton Island. There's a shell mound there. But, no, there is. I've caught supposedly, them. Supposedly. I've caught yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. What about the corn thing? So this is getting even deeper into it, okay? So we know that they put a curse on the redfish, so that's why you can't catch redfish. Or at least it's supposedly, supposedly. At least that's what that one guy yeah. told me that one time. Yeah. So, but the Tokoboga tribe somehow got corn. Corn was not a thing in Pinellas County at that time. It How, wasn't Pinellas County. No, it was just no. There's no corn. It was no just corn. the peninsula. Yeah. But okay. But Where like, did here's they get my the corn from. Okay, so my there's here's my my. Several theories on that. Okay, I'm going to start out way up here, way up in the clouds okay. here. The aliens gave it to them. Yeah, the aliens. Yeah, for sure. The okay, aliens. We can ask that. We, we can ask that one out. Okay. Like I said, I think they were intermingling. So, so the article I read about the corn yeah. thing was that they had got it from a different northern tribe. What does northern mean? Okay, we there's a bunch know. of Indian tribes in Florida. Yeah, they're still they're still kind of is. I guess the mm-hmm. Seminole is still the biggest. They have like yeah. three thousand members. They're all of I four. Um, the the um what was the ones down south in the everglades Mikasuki? the osceolas maybe no not the osceolas okay. the Mikasuki, i think okay there's um, like mayaka and all that stuff and yeah. then there was like the creek over in the middle of the state yeah. and that's what makes sense to me because like if you go to polk county now there's still some farmland out there mm-hmm. now it's mostly cattle yeah but pretty much most of florida except for like miami mm-hmm. fort lauderdale tampa the cities, mm-hmm. Orlando, everything else is cattle country. It's yeah. all woods and, and cattle ranches. Yeah. So there's plenty of farming around. Safety Harbor sitting as high as it does on, like, it's a sand hill. Safety mm-hmm. Harbor is just a giant sand hill. Yeah. So, like, I live a block from the water, technically, off of mm-hmm. North Bay Shore. So I, I literally, I can walk out my front door and see the water 200 yards from mm-hmm. me. But I'm still 20 feet above sea level. Yeah. So you have to just weird. On your shirt. That thing's been flying around here all day. It's a unit. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Is, I think he's been. He was yeah. chowing down on yeah. some trash, yeah. and he's too full to like yeah. fly around, so he's yeah. super lazy. Yeah. But he's been dodging bullets all morning. Yeah. So I think the, um, like, in the hurricanes that have hit us, hit us if you want to call it that, not direct hits, but yeah. but the stuff the, the last few yeah. that have been bad. We got kissed. Yeah. Yeah, we got. Oh, we definitely yeah, got yeah. kissed. We got smooched. Yeah, we got we got smooched yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. The last, so Irma and there was one before that. 
the bay was completely dry. Yeah. I remember seeing pictures. Yeah. Freaking crazy yeah. to see Tampa Bay. So basically the the storm sucked all of the water out of Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and the entire thing was completely dry. This last one, what was it called again? Ian? Ian. Yeah. Ian. Ian filled the bay up with water. Mm-hmm. So I got water that came like up over Bayshore. St. Pete got smoked. Yeah. Bayshore was covered in water. Yep. Oldsmar was covered mm-hmm. in water. But like we were fine in Safety Harbor. Mm-hmm. It sits so high above yeah. sea level. I think we have been hit directly by storms. And it's just not a... There's As far as I'm aware, there's the only... Like, I feel like right now the relationship is is you're bringing up the conspiracies. I'm debunking them. Yeah, yeah, I don't, that's I don't, not it. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. We know that they put a curse on the redfish, and that's why it's hard to catch. That's I mean, that's hard to yeah, catch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're, they are keeping us safe from the hurricanes with the, the mountains as well. So that's... Yeah. They think, though... Like, there's a lot of historians that think that the there's been so many mounds that have been mowed over not like mowed like with a mower but i mean like pushed out of the way and like built on top of and and like developed on and that they're just yeah whether by yeah you know ignorance or they don't really care they just want to build houses there like that there was probably a lot more oh for sure yeah i mean like the the, storm thing is like interesting the thing about the fish is that because like it, it makes sense think about it Think about it. Those are the hardest fish in the world. They had to take those hardest Spaniards out somehow, so they they cursed the redfish so they couldn't eat. Um, I saw this. I saw this painting of um, like this artist rendition yeah. of them fishing. Yeah. And like in my mind, I'm thinking like reading this article, like that they're fisher that they fish and they're hunter gatherers. So hunter gatherers, mm-hmm. I would say. It's yeah. so like they killed deer and yeah. and you know didn't grow crops or whatever, but. I'm I'm still thinking of them like with like a cane pole or like a rod. They fish with like these. They they created the fish trap, hmm. which was interesting to me. So I saw this painting of yeah. them just like corralling redfish. Hmm. There was like some mullet mixed in, but there was like a ton of redfish. The guy drew it in there. So, and I'm like, that's that's kind of funny. So. Back to the corn though. Um, where did the corn come the from? Can, the, I think the corn came from another tribe. They yeah? bartered it. Yeah. What about this? Okay. <laughs> so GMOs. They contacted something different. You're freaking me out. They got the corn from the skunk ape. Oh, okay. I got one on the skunk ape. Yeah. So think about this. So they contacted the skunk ape who was moving up north and south, meaning the skunk ape buddies, and he had some corn, and they traded with the with the skunk ape. No, I, that, I can't. That why not? The, because the skunk ape wants to eat people and no, kill we don't people. Know that right? Maybe he Mitch liked. Hedberg said that the reason that all of the pictures of Sasquatches are blurry yeah. is because the Sasquatch is blurry. Yeah, and, and it's that's not, a whole nother. And it's thing. not the photographer's yeah. fault. Yeah. The Sasquatch He's got a is blurry. Device. Yeah. I have a theory on the, the skunk ape, okay. yeti, whatever you want to yeah. call it thing. If you think about these tribes yeah. back in those days when they were, you know, we were doing what, you know, white Europeans were doing, which was moving in and considering yeah. everything ours. Pillaging. Yeah. yeah, pillaging. We were doing that, exploring the new world. So these people start to go extinct. Slash, even really before that, it's like, well, if this is a tribe of people mm-hmm. and there's only, let's say, a few hundred of them. At some point, there's going to be inbreeding, right? That's, yes. Yeah. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, that is a sad fact. What What is one of the sad facts about inbreeding? You, you die. Well, you die. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you get some, some mutations yeah. every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, some weird stuff going on. Yeah. What if there is a popular, what if you, you get enough of that going on mm-hmm. and you've got these, these skunk ape type people, but they're just mutated inbred people? That's and that's what one. you've got running around. That's a good one. 
So it may be like there's a mutation where they've lived for a long time. Yeah, they're immortal. Or, or there's enough of them that they've created their own babies per yeah. se. They live in the Everglades. I'm just saying. Yeah. You oh the Everglades man. So uh, FWC officer buddy of ours mm-hmm. um, who used to work down in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Dude said he saw some crazy stuff. Oh, there. I believe it for sure. I yeah. mean, I don't think like I did. I, I still. I, I fished 10,000 Islands. I fished Chukaloski. I fished the Everglades before. You don't realize the scale and size mm-hmm. of the Everglades. It's literally almost the entire lower section of Florida from like Marco Island. Yeah, a giant. Across yeah. and down. Yeah. It is huge. Yeah. Like it is giant. Yeah. Absolute. Mil- how, how, let me Google that. How many acres is it? I think it's like. I thought it was like 2 million. Or I think it's like acres, 2 million, I believe. Acres. So something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's huge for sure. Um, and it's a totally untouched area. I mean, you can't. One, 1.5 million okay, acres close. Yeah. throughout Dade, Monroe, and Collier counties in Florida and the southern yeah. tip of the Atlantic coastal plain. Yeah. So it's literally, it covers the Gulf and the Atlantic okay. part way. Yeah. So, so what you're saying with all this is that you agree with me that the Togoboga tribe got corn from the skunk apes and that they were a possible <laughs> gen- genetic mutation that yeah, has it, lived I, forever. It could be because okay. they supposedly went extinct in 1700, very yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, everybody said they were a peaceful tribe. Yeah. And um, heard they were tall, which is interesting. Really? Yeah, they were taller, taller folk. Yeah. I don't know, man. The world of uh, conspiracies is pretty... Did you know that Brad Pitt and Obama are related? That's true. They're yeah. ninth cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Did you that know that the Bushes and the Obamas are... I say the Obamas. Barack was adopted. Mm-hmm. His real name's not Barack. It yeah. was Barry. Yes. Yeah. And he's somehow related, cousins-wise, to George W. Or like... No, I'm sorry. I think it's George H.W., and Bar- Barry's adopted father, who, by the way, was like a major in the Indonesian army. I'm freaked out. Got arrested for like genocide, like attempted genocide. I'm freaked out. Huh. I'm just saying, you want to get into the conspiracies. Next episode, well, I think we get deeper. That's into, what like, this is all the crazy about. Crazy talking about fishing and conspiracies. Fishing and conspiracies. Yeah, so that's, that's a crazy one. That's to get what we're doing here. I like that. I got to, yeah, sure. but I got to do a lot right. more research on that yeah. stuff. Yeah, no. Before that, anything else? No, I think we covered, we figured out, you know, why the redfish in the upper Tampa Bay are hard to catch. Because of the Tokoboga tribe. Tokoboga. Tokoboga, right? Tokoboga. Close, yeah. That's why they're hard to catch. And what can we do to release the curse? That's really what it is. I think it's fly fish. I think we have Is it a curse? I mean, I think it's fading, you know? I think we're learning how to catch them. they had, like, good intentions about it. Maybe, maybe to like protect them. I don't know. It either had to do with protecting them or like getting the Spaniards out of there. So it'd be kind of cool to have one of those metal Spaniard hats, you know, like the conquistadors. No, I, read, I read that it's so like the article that was talking about that they're like a peaceful people. It's like, except for the time that they beat a missionary to death with a club. Ah, yeah, that's <laughs> when uh, he hopped, like, he hopped yeah. out of the boat and yeah. they just beat the crap out yeah, of him until sense. he died. Yeah. So poor yeah. guy. Well. This was good. I think yeah. we, learned, we learned a lot. Yeah. So um, thank you, everybody, yeah. for coming and listening. We look forward to doing more of these and talking about conspiracies and so, fishing. Yeah, so our goal is to do yeah. at least one a week, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's a that's a pretty good aim. So, yeah, we're going to get – we're – we're, I like. I think we like to take the deep dive into some of this yeah. stuff and just yeah. read all about it, regardless of whether we believe it or not. I just, it's so entertaining it to read about all of yeah. this stuff. So, but yeah, we, uh, 
we pretty much have nothing to offer you except for entertainment. So yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Next time at Fishing is a Simulation. See you. See you later.